Welcome to the Prophecy Club. Our topic today is, who is the second of the two witnesses? Now, if you listened to the program a couple of days ago, I already gave you six reasons why John the Revelator is going to be one of the two witnesses. Sorry, it's not Enoch and Elijah. And I explained that in several different ways. Now, before we get started in this topic, there's something I need to talk to you about. And that is, once a year, about this time of the year, which is holiday time, which is normally the slowest donation time of the year, once a year, we ask people to support Prophecy Club. Yeah, I mean, we'll pop it in here or there, but this is our like our, our major fund driver for us to try to come up with the funds to make everything work. And also on Word Network, I may as well talk to you about that for just a second. Let's go ahead and go to what I'm going to be reading today. We've been on Word Network, and we love Word Network, and we love the people of Word Network, but for whatever reason, we don't get very much of a response on there. And it's sort of expensive. And I don't believe that doing it the devil's way is correct. I think that God's way is to do it by donations. God's way is to do it by free will offerings. Yes, there's some products involved from time to time, but it's not just commercials and things like that, like the devil's crowd does, you know, uh, selling cars and things like that. So it's all by donations. Now, it seems like, yes, that the devil's crowd seems to have all the money, just like the Democrats seem to always have plenty of money to see their guy wins or girl wins. Uh, and it always seems like the good side is always lacking money. Well, this is our one time of the year where we ask you to help us. So if Prophecy Club is a ministry you think should continue, especially if you think we should continue on Word Network. And I'll say this, that I don't know exactly off the top of my head how much we're in the red, but I, I do know it's somewhere between sixty dollars and $100,000. And you may be saying, what? Yes, yes, it costs that much to be on some of these stations. So if God has blessed you, let me just say it from the heart, and then I'll read this letter to you. If God has blessed you, and you think Prophecy Club should continue uh, whatever platform you're watching right now, if you could help us, that would be really, really helpful. And yes, $20 donations, $100 donations, whatever you can send. But this is the time of the year where we really need those big donations. I don't have another way to say it. I just, I'll, I'll just say it. So I'll just say it. We need some large donations. Either that or we're going to have to start pulling off. Now, you know, I've been doing this now almost 30 years, and I can tell you through the years I have been on radio and TV and say, oh, if we don't get a donation, we're going to have to pull off of this station. Guess what? It almost never came in. So I've learned, you know, you, you can't say we're about to lose a station because people apparently don't care. So hopefully folks that watch Prophecy Club care. They think that this last day's message does need to go out. People do need to hear it, including themselves. But we're not just financing it so we can hear it. We're financing it so other, especially Christians, need to hear these messages. So let me read this letter. And there's a place where you can click right now 
where you can go to prophecyclub.com and make your donation. So it says, year-end giving. Again, we do this once a year. Dear saints of God, you are blessed. Few have received the prophetic warning as we have. Isn't that true? Prophecy Club brings a warning that most people won't bring. Indeed, with the prophetic warning comes a blessing for those who accept it. I believe that you also shall receive a reward. Matthew 10, 41 says, He that receiveth a prophet in the name of a prophet shall receive a prophet's reward. And he that receiveth a righteous man in the name of a righteous man shall receive a righteous man's reward. Matthew ten forty two says, And whosoever shall give to drink one of these little ones a cup of cold water only in the name of a disciple, verily I say to you, he shall in no wise lose his reward. Meaning, you can't outgive God. If you give to God, you can count on it. It's not just coming back in eternity, but it's coming back in this world too. According to the Bible, God uses what you have to bless you with more. As you support God's work, he uses the act of faith to multiply your return. For example, before Jesus Christ multiplied the loaves and fishes, he asked the disciples an important question. He asked them what they had. Matthew fifteen thirty-four through 38 tells you all about the story, which I'll skip. How many loaves do you have? And he brought those loaves and he fed 5,000 with those loaves and fishes. This is an important key for blessing. We see that God used what they had to provide for them and multitude and the multitude. And afterwards, they had even more left over. They had abundance. In other words, what you have by giving what you have, whatever that might be, that's how God will bless you to get more. Famine has already begun. America is no longer a blessed nation as in the past. If we build God's kingdom today, he will provide for us tomorrow in the future. And there can even be an increase. We do that with the gifts God has already given us, and we can continue to be blessed even in times such as this. So, as you consider your last opportunity, as in December 31 of 2022, to give, prayerfully consider this ministry. And this year we have seen many prophetic events come to pass. God has called us as watchmen, and you are an important partaker of that ministry. Make full proof of your reward. God is shaking America. People are discovering that we are in the last days. And we must be there to point them to Jesus Christ. God will use Bible prophecy to draw millions into his kingdom. So, please help us proclaim the message of the gospel of the kingdom, warning people to stop sinning, repent, and turn to Jesus with your whole heart. Now, the letter we sent out, and this is actually the letter, says, here's how you can donate. There's lots of ways to donate. If you want to give, <laughs> there are lots of ways to give. Prophecyclub.com, uh, you can do this. We're also mailing this out, and you may be getting one of these in the mail. So if you can help us, now would be a really good time to do it. All right, now we're going to go on with discussing who is the second witness. And I'm going to tell you, the first one is John the Revelator. I gave you six reasons why so. And the next one is Moses. And I'm going to give you six or seven reasons, I forget the number, why it's going to be Moses. So reason number one, the tribulation saints sing the song of Moses. In Revelation 15, 2, it speaks of a time near the end of the seven years. By the way, this is word for word out of my book, The Secret Door to Understand Bible Prophecy. 
And in the back of the book has these charts. So you see I'm talking about these charts? They're right here in the back of the book. Now, yes, I've come up with some new updated charts. And if you order the Watchman's package, then you get the updated charts. I probably should turn this around so I have it right when I show you. Like this. Okay? Big two-foot by three-foot charts. And you can check that out at prophecyclub.com. And it's like $355 worth of stuff for a gift of $200. And yes, there's a lot of folks ordering them right now. And with that, you'll be getting new updated charts. Anyway, let's go on. So Revelation 15.2 speaks of a time near the end of the seven years. As I began to memorize the book of Revelation, this statement, another thought came to me, which by now I had concluded are the thoughts of God guiding me into writing this book. Which, by the way, I should probably say, I do not think that the secret door to understand Bible prophecy is on the order of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. But I do not think it's on the level of Stan Johnson either. Uh, I know we've had several printings of this, and I've had the opportunity to go back and change some things. And I change almost nothing except for just little technical mistakes because I was under such anointing writing this book I'm afraid to change much in it. Again, I'm not saying it's on the anointing level of the Bible. But I will say I got 30 revelations, two visions, and an audible voice. You show me somebody else that has written a book on Bible prophecy that claims that, that claims they memorized the book of Revelation before they wrote the book about the book of Revelation. So it's an unusual book. Anyway. Sometimes these revelations came in the form of questions, as this one did. Why are these people standing on the sea of glass? I was asked. So now we'll read Revelation 15. And I saw, as it were, a sea of glass mingled with fire, and them that gotten victory over the beast, over his image, over his mark, and over the number of his name, stand on the sea of the glass, having the harps of God, and they sing the song of Moses, the servant of God. So why would those who had gotten victory over the beast sing the Song of Moses? I had to arrive at the conclusion that these tribulation saints has just battled the beast for the last three and a half years alongside Moses and John. They are standing on the sea of glass because before their death, they had just witnessed Moses and John fighting almost daily with the evil in the streets of Jerusalem. Their victory was losing their life. I'll say that again. Their victory was losing their life for Christ and not giving in to the beast, his lies, and now speaking great things. They became overcomers. They resisted and kept my works to the end. John the Revelator will be an overcomer witnessing to those who dwell on the earth a living testimony of how to be an overcomer by resisting the devil in the streets of Jerusalem near the last half of the tribulation clothed in sackcloth. But... Moses is also one of the two witnesses. They know and see Moses battling the beast, which is why they play their harps and sing the song of Moses. Moses is there battling the beast. They have just spent three and a half years battling with him, and this is their time of rejoicing over the beast because they have the victory. The greatest of victories, victory over the beast. That is why they sing the song of Moses. Reason number two. In Egypt, Moses turned water to blood. Moses is repeating his giftings in Egypt. In modern times, Moses and Elijah never turned water to blood. 
Many of these curses the two witnesses sent upon the earth are the same curses that Moses sent upon Pharaoh in Egypt. Moses is simply repeating the curses of God from the days before Pharaoh and Egypt. He sends the same curses in the tribulation. We know that that Bible says the gifts and callings of God are without repentance, meaning God doesn't pull a gift back once he has given it. Moses is now repeating before the beast the curses before Pharaoh, a precursor of the beast. Then we go to Ecclesiastes 1.9, which says, That thing which hath been is that thing which shall be. And that which is done is that which shall be done, and there is no new thing under the sun. Meaning, what Moses did before the Pharaoh, Moses is going to do before the beast. There's no new thing under the sun. Moses turned water to blood. There's the two scriptures. Moses turns water to blood before the beast. And I give you the scripture. Now, reason number three. Moses was given the song of Moses, which plays in the last days. My third reason is the song of Moses itself. The song of Moses is a prophecy given to Moses on his 120th birthday, spoken over Israel, mostly to be fulfilled in the last days. I believe the reason Moses was given the prophecy was because he will be in Israel as it is fulfilled. He will be there with his people in their darkest hour, sending out curses against evil, which will be fire, or the morning star, which will come from his mouth and burn up his enemies. November the 1 of 2015, I heard the voice of God, not audible, this was in my heart. As I sat in the front row, my wife teaching that Sunday morning, I heard, the song of Moses is not a song. I got up. I went to look it up because I knew it was not a song. I knew it was a prophecy of Israel in the last days. But I had to find out why God spoke this to my heart. I mean, I literally heard words in my heart. When we look at the verses before the song of Moses, they mention the last days. And Moses prophesied about the last days. That doesn't prove by itself that Moses is one of the two witnesses, but... In light of the additional reasons, there is no doubt. Remember, this was given to Moses and delivered to Israel on Moses' 120th birthday. So he died on his birthday. He wants to die on their birthday. Moses didn't die from old age. He's died because of one mistake. Could it be that when Moses was given the song of Moses, he knew that one day he would return in the last days when this prophecy plays? Could it be that the Song of Moses in Deuteronomy 31 links to the Song of Moses in Revelation 15.3? Once again, we see a link between Moses and John, between Torah and Revelation. These are the verses. Deuteronomy 31, I am 120 years old. Deuteronomy 34, no man knoweth where his sepulcher into this day. And it goes on to say how they contended about the body of Moses. We see the Song of Moses prophesied in the latter days. Moses gave the children of Israel a warning that they would turn aside from the commandments and evil would befall them in the latter days. Moses knew his prophecy would be playing in the last days, but did he know he would be there? Was it the plan of God that Moses would return in the last days? So, here's the Song of Moses summarized. So is this talking about the last days? Absolutely. It says, in the latter days, God will speak why God judged Israel. 
why God scattered Israel, why God will remember, find, gather, and regather all of Israel back to, to bless Israel. And God will use crude oil to raise Israel to be the glory of all lands. In other words, the wealthiest nation on earth one day will be Israel. Near the day of the Lord, when many will turn to the rock where Jesus, Jesus will return to judge. Jesus has the keys of hell and death. Jesus will destroy Israel's enemies. All of that in a prophecy given to Moses 3,500 years ago. Moses was given the Song of Moses because, my opinion, he will be in Jerusalem as one of the two witnesses. The Song of Moses is a prophecy that plays in the last days. Moses. The Song of Moses and the last days. God was connecting him to the last days before his death. Reason number four. The grave of Moses was never known, and Michael and the devil fought over his body. So do you suppose something was done, done with the body of Moses? Why couldn't anyone find his grave? Is this any hint that he will be one of the two witnesses? Perhaps he was never put in the grave. Perhaps the bodies of John and Moses were taken to heaven, and that is the reason the devil and Michael fought over the body of Moses. Is this another hint that Moses will be one of the two witnesses? Deuteronomy 34 says, No man knoweth his sepulcher into this day. Jude 1.9 says they disputed about the body of Moses. Reason number five. Moses was promised to go into the land that flows with milk, and, with milk and honey. So he was promised to go into the land, yet he didn't. My fifth reason is an unfulfilled prophecy or promise made to Moses. Many of Moses' prophecies spoken on his 120th birthday, the day he died, prophesied massive amounts of oil would be found in Israel in the last days. Here is the part of the Song of Moses that speaks of the coming massive oil discovery in Israel. Deuteronomy 32 says, And he made him to ride upon the high places, that's the best places, blessed by oil, that he might eat the increase, we believe that's crude oil, that he made him to suck honey, okay, this is honey. Let me get my little handy-dandy flashlight out, and I'll show you. This is honey. It's sugared a little bit, but you can see that's honey. There you go, okay? This is yellow-colored crude oil. It looks just like honey, outside the sugar, but it looks just like honey, except for it has a high viscosity. Now, keeping that in mind, it says, suck honey out of the rock. Well, some of the best rock to get crude oil out of is flint rock. Honey out of the crude, uh, colored crude oil out of the rock and oil out of the flinty rock, right out of the Bible. Flint rock is some of the best rock to get the uh, crude oil out of. The Bible goes on to say, but Jeshurun, that's another word for Israel, waxed fat. We believe that word in the Hebrew there, that word fat, is not referring to what is just under the skin. It's instead referring to crude oil. And kicked and thou art waxen fat, or crude oil. Thou art grown thick, or wealthy. Thou art covered with fatness, or crude oil. Then he forsook God, which made him, and lightly esteemed the rock of his salvation, as in they finally turned to Jesus, but not all of them. That's what it's really saying. There are 12 specific points in the prophecy in Deuteronomy 33, given by Moses to Israel, that specifically speak of oil blessings to Israel in the last days. This is the first prophecy given to Moses as he was standing at the burning bush. 
He says, get you up. I'm sending you into a good land, large into a land flowing with milk and honey. Now, in 1973, Andy Sorrell did a series, he, he drilled a series of shallow wells looking for natural gas. He got a light showing of natural gas, and he said it came out of sand as white as salt. So we believe when he says milk, he's referring to natural gas. When he was referring to honey, he was referring to yellow-colored crude oil, such as this. So, when God said, get you up, I'm sending you into good land, large, and a man, land flowing with milk and honey, we believe he was saying a land flowing with gas and oil. I will bring you up out of the affliction of Egypt unto a land flowing with milk and honey. Another couple of scriptures which you can read. Moses was to get water from the rocks at two different times. The first time, he was to strike the rock. The second time, he struck the rock when he was supposed to only speak to the rock. Now, we know God became angry with Moses because Moses messed up the prophetic picture. God was trying to say that in the Old Covenant, God rules with a rod and struck his people harshly when they broke his laws. But in the New Testament, the New Covenant, he speaks to our heart. Moses was impatient with God trying to show the New Covenant through Jesus. He would be patient with us and speak to our heart rather than striking us with a stick. Moses died for this reason before entering the land that flows with milk and honey on his first incarnation. What about his second incarnation as one of the two witnesses? Moses was not able to enter into the land flow with milk and honey, so that's an unfulfilled promise, an unfulfilled prophecy. These prophecies hint that Moses will eventually walk in the land upon his return as one of the two witnesses. Moses was given the song of Moses on his 120th birthday and then died, but no one could find his grave. Michael wrestled with the devil for his body. These four prophecies say that Moses will go into the land that flows with gas and oil. So, my reason number five is, Moses was promised to go into the land that flows with milk and honey. His song of Moses prophesied Israel would be given massive amounts of oil in the last days. It seems Moses was promised he would go into the promised land, perhaps as one of the two witnesses. Reason number six. The feasts and the Torah, both written by Moses, are part of the secret door of prophecy. The feasts given to Moses are part of the secret door of prophecy, written in this book. This prophecy called the Song of Moses was given to Moses because Moses will be there in the last three and a half years seeing it fulfilled. What other good reason would there be explaining why the Song of Moses would be given or even mentioned in Revelation, a book about the last seven years? Moses lived about 3,500 years ago. The Song of Moses is written in the Revelation because, because Moses is going to be there as one of the two witnesses. The secret door is a time tunnel that links the feasts given to Moses to the prophecies given to John the Revelator, linking the Torah of Revelation, excuse me, linking the Torah to Revelation, linking the feasts to Revelation to show the world the timing and the order of the prophecies of the last seven months, seven years really, but specifically seven months. In that Revelation was linked to the book of Moses, I count that as my sixth reason for Moses being one of the two witnesses. So, Reason number seven, who would the Israelites listen to more than anyone else 
Moses. If Moses were to show up in Israel today, all of Israel would listen to him. So I believe the two witnesses are Moses and John the Revelator. Here's my summary, the seven reasons why Moses is going to be one of the two witnesses. The tribulation saints sing the song of Moses. In Egypt, Moses Moses turned the water to blood. Moses is repeating his giftings in Egypt before the beast. Moses was given the prophecy, the song of Moses, which plays in the last days. The grave of Moses was found, and Michael and the devil fought over his body. Moses was promised to go into the land that flows with milk and honey. The feasts and the Torah written by Moses are the Old Testament half of the secret door of prophecy. Who would the Israelites listen to to tell them about the last days the most? Moses. They'll listen to Moses. Now, what do Enoch and Elijah have to do with the last days? The answer is nothing. Neither have any links to the last days. No prophecy, no songs, no sweet rolls to eat nothing. Moses was given the song of Moses. John was given the book of Revelation about the last days. Enoch and Elijah had nothing given to them about the last days at all. Why? Because they're not going to be there. So, I would suggest you get this book. You want to go and get the Watchman's Package. We'll tell you about that in a second. Also, I encourage you to go to cornerstoneassetmetals.com. Get yourself some gold and silver. Go to EMP shield.com use the promo code prophecy helps your prophecy club and it'll get you a little device about the size of a cigarette pack you stick it under your car hood hook it in same thing there's another one that puts on your house so that if an emp goes off in your area it doesn't fry all of your computer chips also we have several prophecies i think it's like seven prophecies that says the water is going to be poisoned And we have Berkey water filters in stock at Prophecy Club. Also, if you want to have your family eating during the time of trouble, I will send you to josephkitchen.com, josephkitchen.com. Most important, stop sinning, repent, turn to Jesus with your whole heart. Ask Jesus into your heart. Simply say, Jesus be my God. As we celebrate the season, let Joseph's Kitchen make it memorable with healthy, homemade, whole wheat bread. I'm Leslie, owner and founder of Joseph's Kitchen. Our goal is to help you live a more happy and healthy life. At Joseph's Kitchen, our ingredients are ready for easy, everyday use, but are also designed for long-term storage, making them a wonderful holiday gift for you or a loved one. Go to josephskitchen.com or call the number on your screen today. Be sure to ask about our new spreadable honeys. Also, I want to recommend you get my Watchman package. I haven't talked about this in a while. But I got them right here. In this Watchman's package, you get two of these two-foot by three-foot big charts. Okay, that's one chart. Let me show you the other chart here. And here's the other chart. See, these great big charts, two-foot by three-foot charts. And they are uh, they're vinyl. They are very nice. Also, you get my handwritten book of Revelation. This is where I hand wrote out the book of Revelation all the way through it, all of the scriptures, and I memorized it. Now, all of this, this has all of my notes in it. Here, let me pick a page that has some notes. See out in the margin there? It has notes. What I think these scriptures are talking about. And then, last year, I did a School of the Watchman. 
and it's like 18 hours, I think it was. It's on five DVDs. We're putting all that together with uh, five copies of my very powerful book, Secret Door to Understand Bible Prophecy. It's valued at $355 for a gift of $200. You get both charts. You get the five discs. You get my book and my book. (laughs) My book and my book. All for a gift of $200. Very, very good deal. 